On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we talk about preseason game number two, look ahead to what the final 53 might look like, and talk about who's on the verge of being let go by the Packers. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Yo, 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 yo. Something about watching Ian Book lose a game felt familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, (laughs) let's kick it off here. Uh, As we record this on a Tuesday, the team honored Larry McCarron as this will be commemorating his 50th training camp as either a player or a broadcaster. A. Did you know Larry's been around for that long? And B, is there anybody better in the booth than Wayne and Larry? I couldn't name anybody else other than (laughs) Wayne and Larry. So, no, there is no one better. Uh, But, no, seriously, if you guys haven't, if any Packer fan hasn't had a pleasure of listening to him call the game on on Sundays, uh, take a a chance and do it this year and enjoy yourself. It's always a pleasure. Uh, they describe the game so well and leave space so well. So, yeah, it's good. It's good to see them uh, recognize somebody that means a lot to the Packer organization. I think one of the things they're best at, and I've listened to other teams' feeds through NFL Game Pass, trying to listen throughout the year for whatever reasons, uh, pretty poor like NFL addict style reasons, but for whatever reasons, uh, and they do a terrible job of explaining who's got the ball and like what yard line it's at and what yard line the player gets tackled at. And was it right or left? Was it to the boundary of the hash mark? And these two guys are awesome. And it just brings back memories. Every Christmas Eve, I had to drive down to Chicago with my family. And if the Packers were playing, uh, they were always on the radio on the drive back up. So um, I hope that's factually accurate because that's the memory that's in my head. Who knows if they actually played on Christmas Eve, but maybe it was just all the drives back up from Chicago in my childhood. But those Voices are ingrained in my head of quality Packer games in the Finn family minivan. So I can't believe he's been around for 50 years. I, I would have guessed 30, but 50 is insane. No, awesome for him. Glad that he's – I mean, it's always fun when you have people like Euchre and, and Wayne and Larry that just stay with their Wisconsin sports forever and ever. And uh, I think that's why they're they're memorable so much as – Bill Paschke. Decades. I, I got one. Decades. I got one. Mike Keith, voice of the Titans. Shut up. (laughs) Ryan Tannehill's a top three quarterback. Hey, he'll be a Packer next year. What do you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's let's talk football in the here and now. Green Bay Packers won 20 to 10 over the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Jordan Love went 12 for 24, 113 yards and one touchdown. I think out of those 12 incompletions, uh, all 12 were drop passes. I don't know how this is happening already, but we are in the drop zone. And 
probably the most memorable highlight of the game was watching our third string quarterback that potentially might be cut in about uh, four days scamper for a 51 yard touchdown run. Uh, but Winfrey looked great. Romeo Dobbs, I the hype train just it, the, the, the brakes are completely off. Like, I don't know if there's any way possible that we can slow it down. So let's start there. I feel as though Winfrey with this performance has shown now in back-to-back weeks that he deserves a spot on this team. Love, I think, has always been kind of locked up on that backup role. But how do we feel about kind of Goodson and Patrick Taylor and some of these offensive guys and what they might look like heading into the 53-man roster? I think we are in an amazing position right now. As an organization, we have depth at areas that we didn't even think we would have depth at. And it's not starting talent depth, you know, but it's backup depth that can, you know, if need be, you know, I come week one and we had to throw Tyler Goodson in. I'd be OK with it. I would say he'd be OK. You know, he, he may not be an Aaron Jones and, you know, maybe not have the force of an A.J. Dillon, but he could still get us yards and he's possibly our fourth running back, you know. So to have those issues right now as as the Packers, even at defensive tackle, there's so many options. Um, linebacker, you could say there's 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 random names coming up. Uh, Dan brought up Kobe Jones before we got on here. You know he's getting his name thrown around. So it's good to see you know these these no names getting some you know some highlight reels um, and showing off that they can actually make some plays against some top talent, but. Yeah, it's a great problem to have for us Packer fans. Have they been against top talent? Mm. In practice. I mean, they're going mm. against ones in practice, okay. are they not? Okay. Mm. Yeah, okay, okay. Not anything necessarily we're seeing at, at game speed, but yeah, uh, I don't know. It's training camp talk, right? I mean, you're you're debating your seventh wide receiver and fourth tight end, and you haven't seen anything from the starter, so it's all we're left to debate, but... Uh, it'll be interesting to see who those last three or four players are that make the team. I think we'll go through that a little bit today. The Taylor versus Goodson battle, the do you keep Winfrey, does Tyler Davis make it, how many linemen and which linemen. Uh, But at the end of the day, I mean, it just came out that no starters are playing in week three either of preseason. And that that made me a little nervous. I mean, we saw what happened last year going down to New Orleans just ill-prepared. And I get it's a long 17-game season, and by the end of the season, we were looking good and healthy. But uh, I don't know. We got the Vikings right away, and I had to go do a little checking. Uh, Kirk Cousins has also not played all preseason, so maybe we're not in bad shape. I've just talked myself into a full circle. (laughs) (laughs) I will say one thing that was interesting, and it was noted, uh, and might have even been LaFleur that said it, but Amari Rogers had two rushes. He seems like he's morphing a little bit or he'll have to get his hands on the ball somewhere or another that almost like a Ty Montgomery feel that if obviously I, I think we're pretty certain he makes the team, but I think it's going to be a lot of he touches the ball five times a game and two or three are out of this kind of swing through or, or in the backfield. But yeah, it's. Offense, it was interesting because you had Rasul Douglas talking about how 
how are they feeling like they're you know competitive practices and pretty much just saying that this defense is just running them over which is good because i do think our defense could potentially be a top three defense but probably not as good when you consider in those practices when they are going against the number ones it is our number one so tough to tough to say but Switching to to defense, I think the one guy that really stuck out to me, McDuffie just continues to improve and improve, not necessarily saying that he'd take those two spots, and I think he's pretty even with Barnes right now, but uh, I think he was a guy maybe at training camp you could see potentially being, uh, maybe we'll let him go with the hopes of coming back on the practice squad, but he looked great. Uh, Ray Wilborn was our our top tackler with one sack, Uh, but it, it feels as though... At least I know that we're going against good old Ian Book, but we get an interception, we get a fumble recovery. It feels as though this team, although it's a lot of third and fourth stringers, is putting together a decent game. So I don't know if you guys had any thoughts on the defensive end. I know Josh has has been drooling a little bit over Abernathy as of late, but any further thoughts on the defense from this game? No, I, Abernathy's blowing my mind. He's only been here two weeks. He he did play in the USFL, uh, you know. He had, so he's just coming off of a season. Uh, he, he was even interviewed, and he he said he feels warm and fresh, and he feels like he's just ready to go. And you could see that in the game. I mean, he was playing very quick. Um, obviously preseason, right? You know, take it for what it is. Um, but when you're making plays and it's your only time on the field in two weeks, you know, there's something to be said for that. So. Uh, I'd be interested in keeping them and see, seeing what happens. I mean, the the backup safeties right now is pretty much a coin flip. Um, it's whoever wants to make a play, and if he continues to make plays, I I wouldn't doubt that he makes the team. Look at Josh just hyping up Tennessee boys left and <laughs> right. I didn't even bring it up. I didn't even bring it up that he was from Tennessee. You did it. <laughs> uh, I do think it's the position to focus on on the defense. I I didn't like the backup safety position coming into training camp, and uh, the news today was they cut Vernon Scott with his uh, shoulder injury coming out of the Saints game. It might be one of those scenarios where he can get through waivers and come back uh, on the practice squad or on the IR, however all these weird rules work. So you're down to four most likely with you know Amos Shav- uh, Savage, Sean Davis, and Ennis Gaines. But do you look at an Abernathy as a fifth, or do you leave that spot open, you know, that figurative spot open for an extra offensive lineman, a Heflin type on the defensive line? Um, you know, my my uh, crush during training camp was going to be Terry Carpenter, and he hasn't really been healthy either. So he's back at practice officially, but probably just a little too late. I don't think he can show enough in, in the third game to make the roster, but um, hopefully he shows something that makes him come back on the practice squad because – I think that backup safety position still the weak spot um, to the point that in practice today it says Rasul Douglas was taking reps at safety and Kishon Nixon was playing the nickel slot role. So maybe your third safety is really Rasul Douglas. Oof. All right. I guess if he's playing down, I'm all right with it. And if he's one of these like intellectual, instinctual football players, I don't mind him back there calling the plays. Yeah. Well, he has to be because I could also picture the flip, you know, flip side of it is he kind of sneaks down a little too much to make plays because of what happened last year, and all of a sudden not realizing that he needs to be a little bit further back than his cornerback position. But we went through very rapidly because I I mentioned this and we've talked about it before. This this team is really built on 
how are we filling small gaps rather than these huge kind of like, whoa, we are we're very, very weak in this one particular area. So we went through and did our 53. So we're going to go through it fairly fast. We can just do around the horn and talk about a position here and there and who needs to maybe show up this last preseason game or who we might think is on the chopping block. <laughs> but uh, but let's start with with quarterbacks which uh, even though Dan is apparently saying Etling needs to be that second guy. Come on, uh, you saw that speed. <laughs> but but Rodgers and Love have pretty much locked that up. The only question I would have is we have kept three quarterbacks in the past. Is there any way that we do that again? No. Nope, zero. Move on. We want a Super Bowl. <laughs> it's a good question, but no. Uh, running backs... I'll jump in here because my crush of Tyler Goodson uh, mm. is it's still there. I still think he's the more explosive running back. I still think he's three years younger than Patrick Taylor. And if I've got my third running back in the game, uh, I'd rather have a guy that's developed. You know, he's got more of a ceiling and he's got more explosion. Uh, but from what I'm hearing from the beat writers that are at practice every day, and I'll, I'll take their word for it here is that Taylor might be a little better in the pass blocking game and is trusted on and relied on a little more heavily on special teams, uh, which is hopefully the role your third running back continues to play for the majority of the season. So three running backs we're keeping on the official Pack It Up podcast 53-man roster, Jones, Dylan, and Taylor. Yeah, I, I think Goodson still make. I, I think he'll still be with us. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we even see him in a game later this year, you know, but. You mean on the roster or practice squad? Right. He'll he'll be on the practice squad. Okay. So so here's a question. We'll skip ahead to the tight ends real quick. If Davis and they said that he had a bounce back practice, which whoop de do, I want to see it in game action. It's a preseason. Stop if, all starting. Yeah. If Davis had shown up and was what the Packers, I think originally thought of him as being a, a legitimate addition to this team do you think that they're more interested in keeping Goodson but they're like a little bit worried that on our on our roster for this podcast obviously Tanya and Lewis Duara but do you feel as though they might be leaning Taylor purely because they're like we might need more blocking help oh yeah 100% especially special teams I hate Davis we have him on our 53 but I I'm hate him yeah, and it's not it's not Gary hate. It's legitimate. I don't want to see him in a Packer uniform. I'm I'm over it. I'm over it. Whoever this podcast hates turns into an all pro. Ugh. Come oh, on, Dan. Shoot, we should have we should have picked somebody actually <laughs> has a chance. <laughs> I'm not thinking he becomes an all pro, but I honestly think on on the 53 man that we have put together that you know Tanya not starting on the pup is not a given. Yeah. So you know there's a legit chance that after we get through this. We've got Tunyon on the 53-man to start the season that if he comes off, just like not keeping a fifth safety, it would open up room for a D lineman. Maybe a Dallin Levitt is a safety that is healthy enough to start on the 53. Those, you know, those are all scenarios that we're not predicting here, but I think Tyler Davis is making the team due to your starting tight end has not practiced and your second tight end is 47 years old. Yep. Yeah. Well, going into the wide receivers, 
we, I truly think seven, if not eight, could make the team. But we have seven on the list. We got Lazard, Cobb, Watkins, probably our three starters come week one. And then Dubs, Rogers, Winfrey, and Watson. Um, I, I'm excited about this crew. I, I don't think, you know, Foose is, you're very excited about Dobbs. Um, but, you know, I don't think he's going to see a lot of action early. I, I really don't. Because of the drops that he's been having consistently, it's not just like one day he drops and then the next he catches. It's every day there are consistent drops. I think Lazard, Cobb, and Watkins are going to eat up most of the reps. And then you're going to see Rodgers and Winfrey fill in. I don't see, think we see a lot of Watson, and I don't think we see a lot of Dobbs going forward uh, until probably week five, possibly week six. You know, uh, it, as long as guys are healthy, I don't see why they would be out there. But still excited to see what we produce this year. It's obviously going to be spread uh, spread around a lot, but I think Cobb, Cobb, it's his year to shine, you know, possibly his last year. Let's see what he's got in the tank. Yeah. I don't love those seven wide receivers. Cause I still say we're missing a number one, but those are the seven I think we're taking into the, <laughs> into the season. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still can't believe we haven't signed somebody, honestly. I, but maybe yeah. that's to come. Lazard, I guess today, yesterday, and this is very much, I mean, what do you expect a, a guy to say who's technically our number one receiver? But, like, he mentioned that the Lazard-Rogers duo is going to surprise the NFL, that they're going to end the year as an elite pairing. So, okay, but, you know. Wait till I put money on him for a season <laughs> yardage bet. He said that to reporters? <laughs> Under 800. Yeah. So... Oh. He's ready. He's confident. There's no doubt about it. And there will be a future conversation on this podcast about how how elite he will be. And between myself and a certain Dan on this podcast, there's been some <laughs> differing opinions. And I look forward to having that conversation. Yeah, I can't wait for the guy that was known best for his blocking skills to be the, the next <laughs> Justin Jefferson six months later. In one year. Yeah, in yeah. one year. Yeah, All right, so offensive line. Uh, this one, you know, maybe we need to keep ten at even the ninth. I'm not too happy with, but let's let's go through the first eight first. Uh, Bakhtiari and and Jenkins appear to be starting the season on the roster. Um, actually, they got to start and then get put on practice squad or not practice squad IR. So, but both these guys are back at practice. It looks like they're going to be on the 53 and hopefully playing within those first four weeks, which is amazing. In Jenkins' uh, stance, an amazing. That Bakhtiari might finally be done uh, on the road to recovery. Now he's back on the field, but not doing full contact. Uh, we got Myers at center. We got Nyman as a backup tackle. Up the middle, you got Runyon, Newman, Jake Hansen, all versatile, uh, mostly guards, but a backup center in Hansen. You got Zach Tom, who's been rotating with the ones and twos all training camp. He seems like a given, uh, another versatile Packer pick. And then Sean Ryan, who really hasn't made splashes other than getting whooped by Devontae Wyatt uh, early in training camp. Uh, but you just don't see the Packers giving up on third-round picks, Amari Rodgers, uh, in their first year. So where you could insert uh, you know, maybe a Rasheed Walker type that we were kind of excited about, um, we're going with Sean Ryan on the roster, uh, but the ninth guy. It could either be very good or very bad with this group. I mean, they've shown in the past that they I can plug it. and play. I just, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be, it just comes this, down to the health. This of is one the beginning. Two. This is be the beginning of just like an offensive line 
like domination for the Packers. I feel what what they have built in the draft, even in late late draft picks. I love what they're doing. You can hear it all around the league. Offensive linemen are hard to find right now, and the fact that we can ha- plug and play any of these guys at any position on our offensive line is amazing. I love what the Packers have done with this group. On the other side of the football, this is this defense, boys. If uh, there's a lot of a lot of energy coming out of this, and <laughs> God, I hope they perform. But the big boys up front, Clark, Reed, Lowry, Slayton, Wyatt, and we included Heflin, but I would circle him as a guy that you could potentially let go with the thought that nobody around the league will notice, and you pull him right back again, but. There is a lot of size, and for the first time in a long time, it feels as though we're getting closer to Clark not being the only guy that we kind of look to for big plays. Josh, you want to take that first position, considering your guy makes the cut? Heffy. <laughs> no, I, you're right. He, if he makes the team, he'll be the last guy to make the team, and it's probably just because of special teams and how he practices. Um, but like you said, I, I can't wait to see what we can get out of Kenny Clark now that he actually has some help. He can actually take some rest and we can still probably perform up to his standards. Um, and just having multiple people that can pass rush from the interior other than just Kenny Clark is going to help our defense uh, of secondary even even more so uh, it's a it's gonna be a fun watch i can't wait for week one with our defensive tackles and dns going after kirk cousins small hand cousins baby but uh yeah uh, this group is exciting to watch they're giving our ones problems like to the point that rogers is having yeah. fits in practice so yeah. <laughs> uh, i think they'll give a lot of ones problems this season uh, and that pressure also comes from outside linebackers. I think the first two are cut and clear. We got Gary, Boo, and Preston Smith. Yeah, cut. Emphasis on cut here, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's only got four sacks, yeah. We got Nubare, Jonathan Garvin, and our fifth spot, uh, Tip and Nalei, which is probably maybe one of the closest battles for a, a, a actual like roster position where sure is going to get filled by that position because Ladarius Hamilton is, is probably like a 50, 50 coin flip with tip and delay, but we put in a lay in, uh, they're both, you know, known quantities from last season. Uh, you're hoping they don't start, but they can provi- provide some nice quality depth and some special teams contributions. Going on to our middle linebackers, you know, finishing out the linebacker crew, we got Campbell, uh, the rookie Walker, um, obviously Barnes, and then rounding it out, McDuffie. Coming from two years ago when we really didn't have a linebacker, um, th- this is amazing to see also how we have built this position. Used to be one of our biggest weaknesses. Now it might turn into one of our biggest strengths, uh, especially with the young guys behind Campbell. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Well, wasn't it Ty Summers making all the tackles last preseason that we were getting excited about? Like, Oh, no, man. that was like three years ago, wasn't that it? That was that long ago? It may have I been swear. at least two preseasons ago. Wasn't he making like 10 tackles? We're like, holy shit, I think we found something. Yeah. Now I think his days are numbered. <laughs> the thing I'll always remember about Ty Summers was seeing him on the bench so often and him looking about two feet shorter than everybody else. And he just <laughs> tried so hard. He tried so hard. But it's a really interesting inside linebacker crew because you have Campbell and Walker that are, are very good at going sideline to sideline. But then you kind of have these nice uh, duo of backups and McDuffie and Barnes that uh, 
feel like they're kind of stay at home, make the tackles, do what you need to do. Uh, and it's kind of, I don't know, I brought it up, I think it was last podcast of Barnes, I think is a really good player, but he got overworked and he's just kind of, the injury bug comes along when he's been out there for too long. And the fact that we feel like he could be a third or even fourth inside linebacker is just, this crew is, man, I'm excited. I am so excited to see this, this first screen pass to Dalvin Cook because you know that's coming like how are these guys going to shift to the outside? I am I am beyond excited for it. That I mean, Quay Walker I think is one of the biggest mysteries. Like he's just been inserted into middle linebacker number two. He hasn't been a splash player, but he seems to have that role locked down. So the Vikings are definitely going to try to attack that position with screen passes, with misdirections. Uh, it'll be one to keep an eye on in Week One for sure. Like every rookie, I guess, but. Uh, where Wyatt might get five snaps, Walker appears to be getting 40. So that'll be fascinating. Our corners are one that is super exciting as well because you got Alexander Stokes and Douglas, probably the best three Mm. cornerback pairing in the league at the moment. Uh, Nothing wrong with those guys. You got versatility, you got speed, you got instincts, you got all pro caliber talent. And then you're like, "Mm, those three better be healthy because you're looking at Shamar Jean Charles, Keyshawn Nixon, Nixon, who came from, you know, a Basachia tree. So we're excited about his special teams contribution. Uh, Enrico Gafford, who got burned against the 49ers with a little ankle breaker, uh, but is probably the fastest guy on the team, they're saying. Uh, Watson hasn't been healthy. Fastest guy on the team and, um, you know, can contribute as a gunner on special teams. So that gives you six corners with the quality from four through six. You could argue a seventh, but the Packer podcast pack it up is going with those six yeah this that's is, quite a drop off <laughs> <laughs> this is the only group that i'm really worried about like i'm i think i'm more worried about corners than wide receivers just because i'm not expecting a lot of our wide receivers but if one of our guys goes down it, it gets interesting real quick you know the, there isn't kevin king where we can lean on now there isn't oh yeah where is kevin king he's still available and we don't have Kadar Holman on the team either to help fill in and help out in the secondary. So, you know, Shamar, Gene, Charles, Nixon, Gafford, I don't love them. I don't think they are ones at all. Um, So if they have to play, you know, hold on, you know, we're putting safeties over top to help them out all day, but yeah, but hopefully everybody stays healthy and we just see Alexander Stokes and Douglas all year and they tear it up. Our safety crew, again, pretty much known quantities in Amos, Savage, Davis, Gaines. I mean, I, I just hope they stay healthy. I, I think I, I fear that this is going to be a year the safety's just trying to keep up. And as Dan mentioned, Rasul playing safety position because we got people down. I. I could see our secondary turning into what our offensive line used to be, where you're just going to see a lot of guys back there and hoping they hold they hold up. But, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We're good on the top end and a lot of As long as you got Amos lives. in center field, I don't care. We'll be all right. We will be <laughs> all right. Yeah, isn't he like a top 40 player in the entire NFL? Yeah, it's not, not even – not even top 10 on Packers, but top 10. <laughs> that was one of the weirdest off-season rankings. Full respect to the guy. Heck of a career and very steady, but top 40 in the NFL. 
I, I, I don't know. Maybe the players have a bunch more respect than the fans do, in which case tip of the hat to you, man, my, my man. Glad to have you on the team. Uh, so that is 50 players, the three of the specialists. I don't think there's much doubt beyond Crosby uh, just keeping his recovery on schedule for week one. Uh, O'Donnell at punter and insert below mediocre long snapper here, Jack Coco. Uh, we'll see if he gets replaced after his first mistake. Uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm not very confident in that position, but that makes 53. And guys that just missed i mean the one thing we didn't cover if you're wondering where cole van lanen went traded him for a seventh round draft pick vernon scott we cut with the injury uh danny davis we released today and kylan hill went on the pup uh dallin levitt would be a name if he's not going on the pup you probably got to throw him into this 53 uh we talked about tunyon maybe starting on the pup hopefully not uh, bakhtiari maybe hopefully not Someone like Kobe Jones uh, on the edge could be a great add uh, to that pass rush we talked about. So there's options, but we're standing strong behind the 53. We will be reporting back with how accurate we were. We keep ourselves honest. We are men of honor. We'll let you know that we were 99.9% correct. That's all I got. I will I will say that we might be off within that last group. Because this week with the Packers bringing in four kickers, do we do we keep three? One being Crosby. Like, how do we feel this kicking game? How many? I think spots you got to keep. I think you got to keep four. You got to yeah. have your Agreed. accurate kickoff specialist. The power. Yep. You got to have the power, and then you need your short range field goal to really like split the uprights, and your long range field goal guy. And those are definitely different guys. So. Um, you got to run it like a college kickers. team. Yeah, a, a D2 uh, football team that has the three kickers that do something very specific is what we are looking to do. At the and then we, we should probably like trade Jordan Love in order to get a backup kicker. Ooh, pull a pull a Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, getting a second round pick as a kicker, but. Let's hope they surprise us with like, uh, hey, we went and signed this former number one wide receiver. Like, okay, uh, Winfrey, hopefully you make it to the practice squad, but now we might have a number one. What what wideout would you want signed? Who, you guys that, got anybody? That would require me to do my research. Is Will Fuller still available? Yes. I believe so, yeah. I mean, that one's pretty simple. Oh, is that simple? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd go OBJ. I want OBJ. Even though he's hurt, I want him come like weeks Oh, I didn't seven. even think about OBJ. Yeah, that's even simpler. <laughs> that's... Oh. That's even simpler. Yeah, I mean, talk about the hype coming into week one. You're like, yeah, he's not ready. He doesn't know the playbook yet, but we signed OBJ. Yeah, it'd be great. Oh man. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, there's there's still some time, and with it being a Thursday game, uh, I, I assume the news would start trickling out pretty soon after. Um, but I mean, I just hope it works out. I hope it works out, and. I feel confident that, again, we went through this fairly quickly beforehand, and it was about three or four guys who were like, I could see this, I could see this, all of which I fully expect, even if they aren't selected, to still be within that larger group, especially with how large the uh, kind of talent pool within the practice squads are nowadays. But we'll have to see what happens. Until then, let's enjoy one more game of Jordan Love. Let's enjoy maybe seeing Watson take the field. It'll be a game-time decision. But until then, thanks, everybody. Go, Pack, go. Go!